Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I've been really looking forward to this uh, particular recording because I know you're, first of all, you're going to fall in love with my guests, but of course, and you are going to fall in love with what she's doing because I will tell you, I have not yet heard of anybody doing what she's doing under the heading of faith. So this is going to be so good. Jackie is my guest today. She's an Enneagram and life coach. She lives in the greater New York uh, City area. So you've been at, like at the hub of all this crazy virus stuff. That's a whole podcast I'm sure we could do. Um, she works with individuals and companies to create sustainability and reach goals through self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Like my jam, totally. She is the CEO and founder of Table for Nine Coaching. She's the host of the Table for Nine podcast and mom friend of the group. Jackie loves digging the gold out of everyone and all things Abraham Lincoln. Oh, so you're a history buff. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, then you be, you'll be happy to know that when my father, supposedly he did his uh, project for getting his master's degree, he did a genealogy thing. And supposedly we are in the lineage of Abraham Lincoln. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm fangirling right now. <laughs> I don't know how true it is because my husband said there is no living descendants, but according you to my dad, that's in, that's in our blood. <laughs> Welcome so to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you. When we talked on the phone, uh, it feels like a lifetime ago already because right. all the crazy things that have happened in the world, but I was like jittery excited because you know, this is a, for some reason, it like kind of goes in waves on like when this is a hot topic, um, you know, using the, the, and there's so many like tests online mm -hmm. that people take and then they post them and all these things. This is such, first of all, a hot topic, but this is so crazy important. So before we get into all of that, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about yourself because I kind of butchered your bio there. No, you're fine. Um, honestly that I think it did, it, it did me justice. I am 26 years old. I have had a string of jobs in both nonprofit sector and, you know, corporate, like I've worked in finance, I've done HR. And then it kind of got to the point where I was like, I got to I got to do people. I can't, I can't, I can't not. And HR just wasn't cutting it to be honest. So I, I wanted to start my business. Um, really, I thought to myself, why can't I, maybe this is a whole different topic, but why can't I make money doing what I like? Like, why do I have to feel guilty doing, making money from what I'm gifted in? This is my livelihood. So I kind of started my business and it's gone from there. And it's just, it's been the most incredible experience. I, when you said that, I literally got chills from head to toe. Why can't we make money from our gifting and from something that we're excited about? We can. We should. I mean, we I think should. I, I was so funny. I was talking to somebody earlier and I was just like, women will charge nothing and they'll be like, 
am I charging too much? And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, girl, come on. You pay. And I, I have to, I tell myself, I'm like, you paid to get here, whether it's financially blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice, whatever you paid to get here. You better get paid, girl. <laughs> so it is. I think that that is a whole, I'm sure that has to do with the personality types, right? I'm sure that it yeah, does. It okay. Does. So how did you like get interested in the whole like emotional intelligence of Enneagram? Like, tell me that kind of evolution for you, because typically um, this is not a faith-based realm. It's not. And that's kind of why I love it um, because it's interesting to everyone. So a couple of years ago, I was going through a season where I had just quit a job that I could not, I couldn't do it anymore. And there, there's so many factors to it, but I literally moved out of the state. I moved to North Carolina, took a little break and I came home. And when I came home, I I hated everything and I hated everyone. I couldn't, I couldn't be, I couldn't be in the room with myself without being stimulated by something else. Um, because I just didn't want to be alone with myself anymore. And I felt like there came a day, I'll never forget this. I was in my bathroom actually. And I felt like, like, I felt like the Lord put a mirror in front of my face and was like, you need to deal with her. You need to deal with her. And I was like, no, you deal with her. (laughs) Um, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And someone random that I, I followed on Instagram just because I knew them, I guess, in some sphere, um, posted something about the word Enneagram. And I just, I looked it up. I was like, I don't know what this is. I was like, okay, I bought a book. I bought a faith-based book on it and I read it. And, uh, when I read the the one for my type, I was like, I want to die. It was very, it it just peeled back the layers. And I felt like the Lord was like, it begins now, like your work begins now. Mm. And it was layers and layers and years of peeling the mask off and healing the layer of my face that came off with the mask. But up until that point, if you asked me what I was like, I would say things like I'm, you know, super extroverted and I love people. And that's really all I got. I could not tell you what made me angry. I could not tell you what made me sad. I could not tell you my communications. I could not tell you anything sustainable. And I was like, okay, this is worth pulling out of other people because this is the thing that's helped me to know myself more and therefore know God more. Wow. That's, that is so powerful. And, and the interesting thing about, um, you know, having this faith-based perspective versus, the worldly Enneagram perspective is it's, it's all so, um, self kind of centered if that, I mean, I feel like that may be the wrong terminology, but it's so, which is self-evaluation. I feel like is a key component to growth. You have to know who you are and where you need to work. I, so I'm not saying that, but kind of focus maybe. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. I think with, um, be, like if you are a person of faith and you are into Enneagram, it makes it a little bit, not easier to swallow, but easier to accept and to say, okay, this as a whole is who God made me to be. And I am in control of how healthy I am or how unhealthy I am. So this is where I have the control over what I'm naturally gifted in. And I think that's just wonderful because it's not like, well, God made me this way and this is how I am. <laughs> like, just <laughs> me, I'm like, nobody likes that person. Nobody did. No. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not how you were made. You were made to be you know, maybe forward, but not cutthroat. Right. Right. That that's, that's awesome. Are you, so what you do now, do you work individually with people and are you working with people specifically because they are looking for somebody that is a faith based emotional intelligence coach, or do you just work with everybody? 
I, well, so kind of in the middle, I do work with people who want that faith-based perspective. Um, absolutely. Because there's a lot, there's a lot more involved that, you know, you can pray for the person and maybe like get a word for that person or whatever. Sure. Um, but I don't work with everyone necessarily to say that like some people are just not ideal clients, but I do work with people who are not people of faith. Um, and of course there's a, there's a boundary with, you know, letting them know that spiritual practices are really good for us. And here's what I like to do. Um, you know, but, um, I, I can't, I don't discriminate based on a faith just because I know that, you know, if you spend enough time with a person and you value what's inside of them, it's going to lead to what do they have that I don't have? And I think that is the most attractive version of the gospel. So absolutely. Yeah. Like wherever my net, whatever gets in my net, I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on in. I think that's so awesome that you even mentioned that when you are working with people that have your, that, that share our faith, that you can pray with and for them and share, um, you know, something that the, that the Holy spirit downloads on you to, to you with them in the moment. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, is that like something that happens on the regular for you with people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, I've always, I've always had, and I don't know if this is okay to talk about, but I've always had dreams. Um, I actually literally just had a dream last night that I was like, I have to unpack this and journal this when we're done. But, um, I've always had dreams and kind of like little nods for people. And, you know, for example, I was meeting with a client who she's a woman of faith. So we were just chatting about something and I felt like, I don't know, like the Holy spirit kicked me under the table and was just like, ask her about what her relationship was with a specific person at this specific age. And I was Mm. like, okay. (laughs) And I did. And that was it waterworks. And we uncovered this memory that she forgot she had put on the back burner and was really the reason she felt a certain type of way now as a 30 something mom of two. So it's like, it's, it's an absolute, it's, if you were a woman of faith, and you're not using that, you're not open to, you don't have to have like a banner that says Jesus Christ on it and wave it around. Like it, as long as you are open to having the Lord in your business, it's going to flourish because there are going to be some things that are just irrefutable. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't even want to call it a tool. It's like the biggest asset. It really is. It's, it's incredible. So just being open to that on the regular is just been the most amazing experience. Um, I, this is like my favorite thing to talk about. Literally. I, I love this so much because I feel that, okay, you're only 26. So yeah. when I was 26, I hadn't even tapped into so many tools, so many mm-hmm. assets from my relationship with the Lord, didn't even barely starting to figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. And so for you to be 26 and for you already to be able to share these you know, Holy Spirit driven moments and, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically pressings on you that Holy Spirit saying, ask this question. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that just your gifting or did you, how did you, did you, um, did you cultivate that? I think a little bit of both. I honestly, I tell people this all the time. The, I, I got saved when I was 18 and that's the year I started to get gray hairs. Um, <laughs> like literally, I think, I think the Lord aged me. Like I, I think he did in, in wisdom and, and I'm not saying that to, to boast or anything, but, um, I had people like twice, three times my age at 19 talking to me for advice, or I was taking them. I was the person in church taking everyone for a coffee to make sure they were okay. (laughs) And to like talk to them. And so, um, there, and I knew that that was a gift that was in me, but I also knew that I had to cultivate it and work it and 
constantly be spending time with the Lord to actually use it well, because I was like, if I'm going to screw up anything in this life, it's not going to be God's people. Cause that's not going to look pretty for mm. anyone. Um, and I've had some experiences like that. I grew up, I, the reason I wasn't a Christian my whole life is I grew up in a very cult like church. And I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't believe what you guys believe. And a lot of their beliefs were incorrect. So anyway, but um, I was like, I can't be that person that makes someone else question the goodness of God. And so, yeah, I did have to cultivate that, but it was in me. And so I, th- I think at the end of the day, everything that God says in his word is available for everyone. Um, but you're going to notice yourself leaning towards something milk that like stay with the Lord and have him like give you gray hairs about it. Like I still have so mm. many gray hairs and I'm like, I'm not going to die this. It's fine. <laughs> like that, what a, what a powerful perspective and you are wise beyond your years, which is such a, what a, how, how special, how lucky yeah. for, first of all, just for you as a woman and, and the lives that you can impact, but man, how lucky are your clients? Thank you. They're so lucky. I would, you know, there's nothing more powerful than, um, I've had moments of that when I've been working with somebody or mentoring them. And I love how you said, I'm going to steal this. I hope you're okay with it. Yes. That, that the Lord kicked you under the table. That was such a perfect visual. Yes. It reminded me of my mom where it was like subtle enough that nobody else noticed it, but it was like strong enough that it like hit me on my gut. And I was like, Hmm, something. You're like, okay, pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. It's huge. And, um, I was in a conversation with a woman once I was, we were working together. We were doing like mentoring once a week and it was something similar. It was, I felt words coming out of my mouth that when I heard them, I was like, why are you saying it didn't feel like I was saying them. And I was uncomfortable with what the words were. It was like, almost like I couldn't control it. But mm-hmm. it, it opened the door to something that led to massive healing for her because yeah. I think that the Holy Spirit will uh, give you that special insight into things and it takes courage to say it. So oh yeah, will you like speak on that a little bit? I think I'm so glad you brought that up because if you didn't, I was going to cut you off. <laughs> I, I, I think that the reason that women of faith do not bring this stuff into their business is honestly because... When it comes to, especially women in business, and I don't blame them, you have to have a certain representation of yourself. There has to be a certain idealistic, like polished. I am like, I'm either like just super successful or I'm like, a, I'm a bad woman. And I'm like, I got my own and like all of that stuff. And either way you build a reputation. And when you work that stuff into your business world, you can't take yourself seriously. You you can't. There's you have to have your humility snapped in half like a popsicle stick. And I, I was just like, you know, I stopped taking myself seriously at like 19, like the year after I got saved, I was like, none of this is for me anyway. Like I've got, I've got, I got nothing to lose and knew that God wouldn't make me look like a fool. Um, and obviously there's like a wisdom component there, but I I think that, you know, using it in your business, like you, you can't take yourself seriously. You, you have to just be like, okay, well, if I really am a person that wants to bring God into my business because my business is actually to impact other people, then I have to understand that this is a whole me putting myself to the side and God speaking through me, like putting me on like a glove and just using me as this like megaphone to somebody else or else that's not going to work. That's, 
just rewind and listen to that over and over and you don't need to hear anything <laughs> else. It's, it's so important. And I feel like there's this element of not wanting to be embarrassed. Like, what if I say this thing or ask this question? It's not appropriate. What if it isn't God? What if it's me? And, um, for just personally, what I, my kind of litmus test is I decided a long time ago, as I was entering into this journey of really, really not just hearing, but responding to the word of God was mm-hmm. that I just asked for grace. I said, listen, I'm going to take this step. If it's, if it's a misstep, I'm just trusting that you're going to cover it with grace and like fix my mess up. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd rather be wrong and look stupid than have missed something that God was trying to do in somebody else's life. And so over the years, I kind of like, I lost the fear because I did it over and over and over and over again. And it was like, you know, I was wrong sometimes, but God still used it in a, in a beautiful and powerful way. Absolutely. It's so funny when I, when I first heard the Lord's Lord speaking to me, um, in regards to a very big decision, I almost poop my pants because I was like, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't do this. I, I could not be a person that makes decisions without all of the facts. Mm. And I went to a woman who was kind of like a mentor to me at the time, um, for just a, a short season. And she just kind of looked at me and was like, look, Jonah didn't get swallowed by a whale because he thought he heard the Lord and did something. And it ended up being wrong because the Lord would have redirected him. Jonah got swallowed by a whale because he knew exactly what God was saying and he disobeyed. So he, she's, <laughs> like, she's like, just take a chance. And mm. I was like, Okay, fine. And I did it. And it honestly, the week after I did it, I was offered like the internship of my dreams. I was Mm. like, there you go. There you go. Thank you. It reminds me of, I'm sure you've seen it across social media. It's Jesus and he's kneeling and he's talking to a little girl and she's holding this little teddy bear, but behind him, he has the giant teddy bear. And the, the, usually the text is something like, but I, but I love it or something like the little girl's holding on to something that, that she mm-hmm. loves, but God has something so much bigger and better. And I think that that's one of the big things that he asks of us as entrepreneurs is to trust him with these decisions that mm-hmm. where we don't know where our foot's going to land and that, and in our doing that and then telling other people about it, it enables them to do that so that we can just, it's like, we're just turning on the switch for this person and turning on the switch for this person. And then eventually, hopefully, you know, the entire world will, everyone will have the switch turned on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't, and here's the thing. And I want to kind of just make this clear. Like it's not everyone's responsibility to be an overtly Christian business. Like it's, it's not. And I like, I don't personally feel like that's my calling. And that's why I'm so glad like for what you're doing where you're like, no, we are women of faith as it stands, like as our name says. And I, and I love that because that's just not my calling, but we all need each other. We all need these pieces of the puzzle of people who all, we just need each other. We need the people who are people of faith to work together, whether their business says Christian on it or not. And Amen. so this doesn't, you know, if you're feeling, if you're listening to this and you feel like a pull on your heart, you know, that doesn't mean you change every aspect of your, unless the Lord is leading you, it doesn't mean you change every aspect of your business to now, right. now we're, a, now we're a Christian banking center. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't need to do that. You just need to let the Holy Spirit lead you and be obedient in the little everyday yeses. Like saying yes to obedience a little bit at a time in how the Lord wants to lead you in your business. 
I think you're right. And I actually think most people won't be just out there with a big cross and a Jesus flag in front of their business. I think that you're right. It's, mm-hmm. and, and that is, um, that is not the purpose of what mm-hmm. we're doing, even though that is what we are as an entity right. GPA, but the purpose is to empower more women to bring him in, mm-hmm. to boldly bring him into this space that has, that the world has told us you're not, that's, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to have the Lord right. in this space. You're supposed to have, you know, your business. You don't talk about religion or politics because that'll harm your business. And, you know, you know, I know that is a complete and utter lie from the enemy. He, you know, God wants to be on, he wants to be in and through everything. And mm-hmm. so, you know, really when women get to hear stories of other just people, doesn't have to be women that are utilizing strategies from the Holy Spirit, like biblical components to their business, whether it's out on the front page or not, it empowers them to be able to listen more and to realize that a lot of the time, the kingdom strategies or the biblical strategies, they go against what the world would tell you to do. But when you listen every time, (laughs) seems like it. But when you listen to the Holy Spirit, like it will multiply in ways that you can't even imagine. Yes. Absolutely. I'm like feeling that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> totally. I, I would love to hear spe- like um, some of the specifics of what you do with your clients. Cause um, in your bio, it talks about the Enneagram and then emotional IQ. Are those separate from each other? Nope. Heck no, not at all. I, um, so really what the Enneagram is, is it's a personality typing system, but think of it more like an internal roadmap. Cause you look at a lot of personality typings, um, aside from, you know, BuzzFeed's like, what pasta are you? But (laughs) for the most part, things like Myers-Briggs, they typically come off apologetic. I'm sorry, I'm an introvert. I just need to recharge. Or I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm judging instead of thinking and all of that stuff. So what it does is it has this roadmap that begins with your core motivations, which is your fears, your desires, your core weaknesses, your longings. And we all have them, but out of that comes our character. So for example, I'm a type two, I'm I'm a helper surprise. Um, <laughs> and the core fear of the type two, when they're really unhealthy is that if they're not needed, they won't be lovable and they'll be forgotten. And Aww. so for many, many years, I really worked hard to meet every single, like I definitely had compassion and wanted to help people out of the goodness of my heart, but I wanted to help people because I was scared that I would be forgotten or I would be left out. And when I got into the Enneagram, what it, it made me so much more self-aware to the point where I was like, I don't want to say yes to this. And then I would be like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. And, and it was the hardest thing for me. Um, but these small steps. So basically you get to know this motivation of yourself and it builds to self-awareness. Then you, what I do with my clients is I help them to learn what their tolerance, tolerances are. So kind of where they need boundaries in their life unlearn patterns, unlearn worldviews that they have, you know, speak to the wounds that they have as as children, because we're all just children with large skin suits on (laughs) and just learn to undo that and create a new reality based on who you are and the healthiest version of yourself. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, workplaces are changing. Generations are coming in, coming out. I mean, look, Hey, after this pandemic, it's probably going to be, we work, right. You're barely going to have office space and that face-to-face interaction. So realistically, you need to have a certain level of understanding of yourself to be able to understand other people to make things sustainable. Because 
that's the only thing that's not going to change. With the Enneagram, it really gives you a look inside yourself and why you do what you do. Not So it's kind of like the who, what, and why you are. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I think that emotional intelligence should be a subject in school. It's oh, yeah. So it's that important. And mm-hmm. it, it, I don't think it matters what you, what your career choice is, but really that is, I've read a lot of different things. I, I like to read older books on leadership and stuff. Cause, um, it's interesting to see what, what things are tried and true and what things are kind of like trendy. Sure. Things. Absolutely. Um, but even if you look back to books that were written in like the twenties and thirties, it, it's all emotional intelligence that they mm-hmm. use as kind of the guide point for how to lead other people. And so it's what you're doing is so important, keeping that element of faith in there. You know, as a parent, I have discovered and learned more about the Lord through my relationship with my children, their personalities, their Mm -hmm. needs and wants, you know, than, than anything else. And being able to, to learn about yourself helps you so much to see other people. It's like you, it's like you have all these different layers of glasses on. And when you learn about yourself, you're taking one layer off. You could actually see more. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's necessary in, in your everyday, because I can't tell you the amount of times I stop for a minute and I'm like, okay, um, am I actually angry or is this just misplaced anger about something else? You know, and people don't ask themselves questions like that. People don't ask themselves hard questions, but we need to. And in order for them to not be so difficult anymore, we have to make practice out of it. We have to get used to it. So, you know, apart from, you know, knowing yourself and reading the room well, you know, you, you can't really separate success from that in anything that you do. And I think that's why, and I don't want to, again, boast, but I think that's why my business got so successful so quickly and got so much attention so quickly was because I already was extremely self-aware and I was able to read the room well, and I have a tool that's going to help other people do the same. So like people are like, how do you know that about yourself? And I was like, practice, you want to see how (laughs) I can help you. (laughs) And so I, when I work with, when I work with groups, when I do the training to groups, people just start crying in the middle of the training. Oh, and I'm like, okay, good. We're getting somewhere. You know, you know, that, that like, yes, I made someone cry. That's a good thing. Um, you know, and I'm working one-on-one with people. It's hard, but it's, you are always rewarded for doing the hard work that impacts the greater good. You are. Yeah. It just always comes back to you. So do me a favor. And if, if somebody wants to get, tell, tell people what you're doing. So I heard you say you do group and one-on-one coaching. Tell people what you're doing now, how, and how they can find you and connect with you. Absolutely. So I love to do um, group trainings in workplaces and with small groups, church groups, um, ministries, things like that, to help people understand the people around them at every level, including workplace. So how to communicate, what things are going to, you know, how to give criticism and how to receive it from them and so on and so forth. Um, I do that with people one-on-one as well. So you can find me on Instagram at table for nine coaching, which is F O R and the digit nine and my website table for nine coaching.com. Same thing. F O R and the digit nine. That's amazing. And are you, what do you have coming up next? Do you have anything exciting and new that you're doing? Not yet. Um, well, so actually kind of, so I'm redoing my workshop. I am super excited about it just because, you know, with this pandemic, I'm just seeing it as a blessing. And so oh my gosh. I'm reworking my whole workshop and I'm hoping to create some courses for Skillshare. And so that's kind of what I'm doing, but nothing set in stone just yet. That's exciting. I, I want to just encourage you to 
like do it, be bold and do it and go for it. You've already done that in so many areas of your life. And here's, what's weird about human beings. Like you take this big, bold step to do something new or whatever, create something, and then you do it. And then you kind of almost get comfortable in there. And so it feels the same amount of scary to take another big, bold step, to, even though you already did it to get to right. There. Yeah, totally. I, I, have, I, 90% of the battle is me psyching myself out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, Jackie, you're a coach. Aren't you supposed to be perfect? I'm like, yes, I am, but I'm not. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's part of the journey. I think it's more just trying to, um, I keep, you know, as a defense mechanism, I keep booking podcasts with people. I'm like, yeah, I'll be on your podcast or yeah, come on my podcast instead of doing it. So I actually put on my calendar for mid-May, like blocked out a whole week and was like, no, this is the week I'm working on, um, doing a Skillshare course. If, if this is what works, if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. So. That's awesome. Congratulations. I'm, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for you. And I'm grateful for you. Good Lord. That, that what you're doing is extraordinarily valuable for so many people. And I think at your age, I, can, I can't even wait to see all the impact that you have before you're even 30 years old. I mean, you're just, a, you've been so obedient and you're such a, an incredible vessel. And I appreciate you incredibly. Just like, I'm just loving you from virtual hugging right now. Thank you, Um, Michelle. Thank you. I just want you to know if you're listening to this on the podcast, that all of her information will be available in the show notes so that you can connect with her there. If you're watching this on YouTube and just look below, all of her information will be in the details there and, uh, you know, connect with her. If you want to learn more about who you are, which will help you to get closer to God and help you to understand the world around you better, call her, connect with her immediately. (laughs) We need more emotionally intelligent people in the world, like really bad. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. And thank you for what you're doing. It's making a huge ripple already. It's, Mm. It's incredible. Thank you. And thank you for hanging with us for that awesome podcast. I just loved every minute of recording that with Jackie. You know, you can find us on Instagram, Girl Power Alliance. We are on Facebook. And if you have not joined the movement yet, then it's time. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com and get connected. Become a member of this life-changing group. Become a member of this movement. This is a movement of God. And we're already going global. And let me just tell you something. You are needed in this group. Your voice is needed. You are wanted and you have been prayed for. And we can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Girl Power Alliance, where women grow.